Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season five, episode 12. Episode 12, Losing Battles, was written by Gabriel Lanus and directed by Stephen Craig. It aired on January 19th, 2012. Enjoy! Today, we have a very special guest host on the pod. Please welcome the best entomologist and herpetologist of the entirety of the Midwest, my friend of over 12 years, and probably our most loyal listener of the pod. Hi, Marissa Mimi. Hi, Sam. And everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you reading and or watching right now? So Samuel and I uh, just got back from two weeks in Europe, so I was able to... Yes, you did. Yes, I was able to read a little bit on the train, which was a really nice treat. Um, so I actually finished a book for once. Wow. Uh, I know. Yeah, I listened to Christina's episode and she talked about how many books she's read and I just can't fathom it. I know. I don't understand how she does it. I know, but I just finished a Patricia Cornwell book, which is a series I'm really into, and then I just started All Be Gone in the Dark, which is about the Golden State Killer. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that one's really good so far, and I've been watching What We Do in the Shadows to get ready for spooky season, which is so funny and amazing. It's been recommended the past, like, I don't know, multiple years, and I finally started it, and 10 out of 10. Are you good? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I, – I had a bookmark that I was going to read from, and I don't know where it went. <gasps> oh, no. But continue speaking. It. I'm listening. I'm just not okay. Yes, What We Do in the Shadows, so funny and amazing. And then I know Glow Up just dropped a new season, so I need to start that. Mm-hmm. And then Samuel and I just finished that new Blue Zone show, which is about uh, different areas where the most centenarians are found. And uh, Only Murders is back, so I've been watching that. Oh, Caitlin loves Only Murders. You should talk to her about that. So good. Yeah. What are your other favorite podcasts? I know I already know, but just, you know, what has been – I know. What have you been loving lately? I've been into the show You Up, which is about, like, modern dating. And both both hosts can kind of be a little bit much, but – I don't know. I've been binging kind of like heavier stuff like criminal and this American life and true crime stuff. So um, because one of them's a comedian, it's a little bit funny and kind of cuts through the rest of the podcast lineup. Oh, nice. But I I need some new inspiration. Yeah. So I loved Unhappy Hour with Matt Belisai and Barry Finkel. Uh, But that ended, I want to say, like, the end of 2022. That's sad. So that was my, like, break show. Mm -hmm. Well, once a month now, my dad wrote a porno is dropping some of their, like, latest or their best best moments. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really wonderful treat. It has. It has. I missed missed our friends, Jamie, Alice, and Jamie, Alice, and James. Yeah, they're amazing. I just don't. They're like such professionals. I don't understand how they just like pulled that show together and it 10 out of 10. It's perfect. It really is. so funny. It really, really is. Need new inspo. Do you listen to Ear Hustle? No. Is that the one that is uh, the woman and then the guy that was incarcerated? Yeah. Erlon used to be incarcerated, but he Mm -hmm. his um, sentence was commuted. 
was commuted, I want to say, in like 2019 or 18. And then Nigel is not in prison and she was like helping in the media lab. So now they do interviews outside prison and then they have a team inside prison also. And it's not like getting around roadblocks, but it's just about like everything. So it's about like... Is this the one where they sent a burrito through the toilet? (laughs) Or messages through toilet? I feel like This American Life had a section and they talked about sending things through their sewer system. I feel like maybe they had one episode on that, but it's not, it's about life in prison. It's not like, and like life after prison. Also now Mm -hmm. that so many are no longer in prison. Mm -hmm. I feel like. They might've had like one story about that, but Mm -hmm. not all of them. Yeah. I suggest that show. And there's a huge backlog now, so it's worth listening. So besides a burrito through the sewer system, do you have anything else to promote? I always say, like, eat more veggies. It was really interesting. We finished the Blue Zone show yesterday. And most of the regions that have all these high rates of centenarians, so people that live to be over 100, don't eat meat or, like, very little amounts of meat. And they profiled one of the areas in Costa Rica. And their diet is mostly black beans, corn, and squash. They call them the Three Sisters. And it provides like all the important amino acids that eggs and dairy do, but this doesn't include cholesterol because it's they're not animal products. And they kind of talked about how getting enough protein, like you hear that phrase all the time, is kind of like a Western thing that we are obsessed with getting enough protein. But they found, you know, in these regions that these people aren't really like focused on that and that their diet of eating what the land provides like gives them everything they need so on that track i would like to promote arugula i'm really into arugula right now yes i am putting it on and in everything Mm -hmm. and spinach is like my least favorite lettuce really i just feel like it gives me like a coating on the roof of my mouth that i really don't like especially Mm. if i'm eating it raw Mm-hmm. But arugula, I call it spicy lettuce. Of yes. course, Ruthie always gets a taste. I call it spicy lettuce. And it is so good. I've been putting it in omelets, on sandwiches, in pasta, in salads, obviously. I love arugula. I love spinach. That's my favorite green, but arugula oh, is no. a close second. And yeah. when we were in Europe, they had it on everything. And they had – I love it. They call it rocket. I think over there, which is very interesting. I feel, I have heard that. I have done a lot of research on arugula re- lately. <laughs> yeah. And then they also had, especially for all the vegetarian food, they had um, eggplant on everything, which is called aubergine there. Yes. I love eggplant. So it was such a treat to have so much arugula and eggplant. Yeah. Oh, I went through a big arugula. I mean, yes, I'm in an arugula phase now. but I went through a really big eggplant phase a few years ago and I was just like cooking it on it and everything I love the little baby ones um or the like yeah I love those they're like the white and purple Mm -hmm. and then I love the Japanese eggplants that are like the long and slender ones oh yeah those are so good too Mm -hmm. they're not as bitter yeah I just feel like since I've been eating so much arugula I've been like more awake 
because I feel like mm-hmm. it has iron that I'm not getting enough of and like minerals. And this is now mm-hmm. a nutrition podcast. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, they were saying like the black beans, corn, and squash have like iron, potato, like they listed everything. And then I think there's like seven or 12 basic amino acids that our body needs. And so they were saying like, yeah, you know, eggs provide all of that, but they have the cholesterol aspect of it, which is harmful for some people, not mm-hmm. others. I mean, take this with a grain of salt, right? Like everyone needs but to But not eat. too much salt. Yes, but not too much. Everyone <laughs> needs to eat how their body needs them to eat. But yeah, that's always what I like to encourage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and where can we find you online? You know where to find me, as in like Sam knows where to find me. Yeah. Just Are, be my You're friend. not promoting the Twitter anymore, the X? I mean, it's like there, I guess. I don't know. I pop on every once in a while and catch up on the golden ratio, see all the pictures of the golden retrievers that family has, but that's like about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not the same place as it was about it. it, Yeah. It's not. Miss it. So this isn't exactly listener mail, but I talked about how later that week I was going to see Amy Brennanman and the sound inside on stage at Pasadena Mm -hmm. Playhouse. It was so good. It was around – it's 90 minutes, no intermission, they said, but I feel like it was less than 90 minutes, and it is just her and another guy. Uh, The reason I was looking around is because Caitlin got me a bookmark to put, like, in my little studio wall, and I know I put it right here, and I don't know where it went. I feel like when I stand up, I'll find it. Probably. um, She was absolutely incredible. It's a two-person show, so she's on stage the entire time, and – Actors will know, like, this is the highest compliment you could give. I forgot that she was who she was. Like, mm-hmm. I was so enthralled in the show and in her performance that I forgot I was watching Violet. But then when I was watching the episode for this podcast, I was thinking, like, yes, she's incredible. But also I think it does help that right now in the show her hair is very, very short, almost like a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. And in real life, in real time, in 2023, it is, like, long. Mm, interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, we sat, like, fourth row, just happened to be where we got tickets, and it was great. So if you are in Southern California in the month of September, which I know it'll be almost done when this airs, but we'll put some That's more. That's it? It's just running through September? Uh, through October 1st. Oh, I'm so sad. I would have come like visit so I could go see it if it was running through the winter. Nothing's stopping you. You can come now. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And Ruthie would be so happy. So dear listeners, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but when I was visiting Mimi and Samuel, her fiance, 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 we fiance. they were I was there when they they had moved but they were like organizing things and Mimi was like I don't need this I don't need this so there was this orange bandana from REI that she was like I don't need this and it was in the pile and I was like I'll take this as a souvenir for Ruthie my dog and I gave it to her and she knew who it was from and she put it on her bed and every single day without fail all day if she's on that bed she is cuddling with it I tried to take it to wash it this weekend, and she would not let me. It's so cute. And then I get daily videos of her just, like, snuggling with it. Like, it can't still smell like the house, can it? Well, Or is it just sentimental now at this point to her? 
I don't know. I wish I could ask her. One of the many questions I, I wish I could ask. <laughs> but she loves it. That's so amazing. you have to come. I think here's mm-hmm. what will happen. When you come visit, I will take it away from her. <laughs> I will sleep with it in my pillow to make it smell like me again. Exactly. I'll – oh, no, 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 no. Oh, she she woke up and she got so scared. It's okay. Aww. I'm not going to take it from you. Yes, I am. <laughs> I will take it. Maybe like while we're on a walk, I will take it and wash it. And then while you're here, you'll just cuddle with it the whole time so it's smelled up again. Amazing. That's she so She literally funny. was dead asleep on my lap. And I was talking about taking it away, and she woke up. <laughs> it's okay. I wonder if she likes the color, too, or the texture. I don't know. Blows my yeah, mind. Orange, orange is one of the colors they can see, so it is likely. Yeah. yeah her bed is blue, which is a color they can see. And they can see, like, orange and yellow, too. The best colors. I know. I wish she could see purple. She looks so good in purple. Oh. Also, everyone needs to see the video of her in her Halloween costumes because that was amazing. I'll put it on the Instagram when this episode drops. But um, yeah, Miss Ruthie is a model. She did a Halloween video for one of our – it's not a local pet store because it's a chain in the state. But for Healthy Spot, if you're familiar, she did a video of their Halloween costumes. Is the one that's in the thumbnail from Legally Blonde 2? Yes. Incredible. 10 out of 10. It kind of looks like Barbie though, doesn't it? It does. But I mean, Legally Blonde is so uh, tried and true and yes. amazing and my favorite thing ever. So, <laughs> but so is, so is Barbie. So, but yeah, it, it's, it does, it does both very well. It's like a two mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I might get the, I might get the Winifred Sanderson one for her in real life. Amazing. I love it. Because she looks so good in green. I love it. And then I might dress up like the cat. I might dress up as Thackeray Binks. Yes, please. Yes. All right. Our patient breakdown for this episode, season five, episode 12, is first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Addison Forbes Montgomery. We have Joanna Gibbs, who is pregnant, has blunt trauma, internal bleeding, miscarriage, and a uterine tear. We have Erica Warner with a gliosarcoma and... In our last episode with Science with Sarah, we learned exactly what a gliosarcoma is. Thank you, Science with Sarah. Insert jingle here. Go ahead, do it. Science with Sarah. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) We have Dr. Violet Turner with a bruised nose, and we're going to talk about that in with Joanna because it's one and the same. Perfect. I added a section called Sheldon and Sam's Search for Love. I love it. My first note is uh, what happened to Archer, though, for real. I know. We haven't seen him in so long. I know. And she starts telling the sailing story. And I was like, oh, yeah, Archer. Everyone, like, saved his life, and then he just just gone. Yeah. And we even had a whole conversation about him in our last episode because we think he might be the guy in that picture in her office. Mm-hmm. And uh, that her wealthy is coming out, and I kind of forgot about it. I said, of course, Addison knows all of these sailing terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I had never heard of them. <laughs> Although I feel like you have gone sailing. Like, you have. I, ha- I feel like you have. I have, but I don't know those terms. So oh. I, it's not, I guess not, I haven't gone real sailing. My East Coast millionaire lifestyle just really, you know, it's not there. You have many more summers to go. It's true. Yeah. 
my first note is I guess it's Pete's night with Lucas because we see Violet and paramedic Scott just like hanging out and they're like we stayed up and we talked all night yeah so I guess Lucas isn't there I guess not yeah oh my other my other note is Violet and this EMT like hot Scott yes I know they call him hot Scott I thought that was so funny Mm -hmm. I was laughing quite hard when Violet is like semi-comatose in the lobby and she is just like staring into space totally disassociating from her life and Charlotte goes, it's a nice version of you. <laughs> she didn't talk. She didn't say anything to you. She's like not responding to anything around her. And Charlotte's like, you should stay like this. Exactly. I love when Charlotte is perceptive like that and like gets those zingers in there. Like when Sam and Addison were hooking up again and she's like, oh God, this is happening again. It's just so funny. <laughs> it's like, oops. Mm-hmm. Sheldon avoiding Amelia so sad she's like transfixed by her watch by her dad's watch i know sheldon turning around it was really brutal to see i know but also i was wondering how that watch is holding up so well after what i have to assume is like 30 years because i feel like it would have needed a new band right now but it would have been so hard to replace the band that her father wore you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know but that band looks brand new Maybe some leather conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Something or other. I, yeah, it looked way too new. Yeah, I see Derek doing watch upkeep. I have to say I do not see Amelia doing watch upkeep. Agreed. But I could kind of see her like dropping it off at a jeweler to mm-hmm. get it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, I could also see that. Any more first notes before we move on to Addison Montgomery? No. I met her in the summer she. <laughs> I love interview montages. I think I've talked about it before, how interview montages are my favorite thing besides makeover montages or shopping montages. I feel like those are one and the same. Interesting. I really thought we were going to get one. We really only got two potential surrogate interviews. Mm -hmm. But when they sit down and interview the hippie girl, it was really funny. I laughed so hard. When, um, oh my gosh, where's my note? Oh, I need to do it like you do, where you like break it out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's stuck in my head now. Always. I think I was, I think I just said, yeah, it was so funny when she was like, yeah, she's gonna be so zen and be like, birth is amazing. And then we see that. Oh, yeah. But I also had the note that Jake is so nice, but it's such a weird dynamic because they're coworkers and friends. And at the end of the episode, I kind of think they started turning a corner towards lovers, but that's just maybe my hopes and dreams. <laughs> but he like also knows her insides, for lack of a better phrase. So it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's intimacy in a very intimate way. Yes, in a 365 way. Yeah, especially because we just met him, what, 13, 13, 14 episodes ago at the end of the last season. And I still feel like we don't really know him. Like we started to learn more, especially during Amelia's addiction, where he was seen at the cemetery. Mm -hmm. So you kind of start learning about that now and figure out like, oh, it wasn't his sister, it was his wife. And... 
Yeah. So that's kind of all we know so far. Yeah. Still more than we know about Sheldon, though. It's true. We're learning more, though. We yes, learn. Yes. I feel like this passes the Sheldon test. It does. I'm getting to that. That's in the okay. Sam and Sheldon search for love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I jumped the gun. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Amelia, also with the zingers, how's the rent-a-womb search going? So many good quotes from her. I'm glad she's back. Me too. I'm towards the end of the episode now. I didn't have that much about Addison this episode. Amelia offering to be Addison's surrogate was so just kind and loving. We see her growth in like her trying to be selfless. And that I'm just so glad her and Addison have like recovered. And I thought Addison handled this conversation so well. Like you can just discover who you are. And I I do think she's really heavily blaming herself for Ryan's death. And Mm -hmm. some people think that they were only together because of the drugs. But I really think that they would have been a great couple even without it. You know, I don't – I think it was – In spite of the drugs. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think she's really blaming herself and just looking for a way, as she said, to like make up for all the bad she's done. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I do agree that she should not be the surrogate. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Too much too much danger. And what they said was interesting. You know, they like have to have a kid and a normal pregnancy, so you can see them go through and make sure that everything's okay and above board. Mm-hmm. Anything else for Addie? I don't think so. Other than you know, kind of at the end of the episode with Sam, kind of. About to say something and then Jake pops up was very interesting and I'll get to in my mumblings. I know. I can't wait. I uh, Sheree was on a few episodes ago and she was like, I think they're going to get together one more time. Mm, I hope not. I saw when Sam was about to say something to her, I was like, Sheree's going to be a future seer. <laughs> Even though this happened 10 years ago, Sheree is going to – she's going to know. I was like, you shut your mouth right now, Sam. Yeah, don't say a word. You don't just say it. Dating profile. Yeah, just shut up. Go inside. <laughs> I mean that in a loving way. Of course. Okay, Joanna Gibbs and Violet Turner. I really just want to start off this section by saying there is no way that I would remember someone's name who I talked to for a few minutes in an airport bathroom six months after the fact. There's no way. Let alone an address when you I think been... she gave her her business card. Still, if you can't remember a name, how are you going to remember an address? I mean, I can see it like I can maybe see there was how... abuse abuse happening still after that. And she was like, okay, like maybe pulls out the card if something happened like that. But – I can see how Joanna remembers Violet's information because I think Violet gave her her card, but I don't Mm -hmm. see how Violet remembers Joanna's name. I don't know. I mean, that was such an impactful time that I can see Violet trying to remember everyone, especially someone she wasn't able to help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But just not me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know if I would be able to. Or I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Joanna's introduction back into the episode was brutal. 
Like I was so shocked the first time I saw this and I like texted you and I was like, oh my God, she's back. And you're like, that's episode you're on. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I know when I planned the season, I was like, who's going to be here for the Joanna arc, for the full Joanna arc? Because I wanted it to be Mm -hmm. consecutive, you know? Yeah. I did not know there was a Joanna arc. That one was a complete surprise to me. Uh Uh-huh. And I didn't let you know. Uh Mm -mm, You didn't. I'm such a good secret keeper. You are. (laughs) (laughs) What's your first note or was that it? That was my first note, like the way she came in. And my other one was when her husband came in. He was so smooth and convincing at first. Like the first time I watched this episode, probably like the first half of the scenes, I was kind of like, I think they're going to prove Violet wrong here, and he wasn't at fault. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. as you get more into the episode, leave him alone. Yeah, exactly. That type of thing. Because um, he was so convincing, but I think that's kind of the issue with abusers. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love how Pete is so protective of Violet, especially in the workplace. Last episode, when she was treating the man with Haloperidol. He was like, what's going on here before going back to what he was doing? And um, this episode, he also was still so protective of her in the workplace. Everyone, but like specifically her. Yeah, I made a couple different notes saying, you know, Pete's still believing Violet and defending her against the husband, sticking up for her in a couple of those scenes. I was like, that's sweet. Like they're turning a corner, question mark. Um, She kind of says that in the episode, like there's not as much anger between the two of them. I think it definitely was the right choice for the two of them to be separated Mm -hmm. because he was holding so much anger and hatred in his heart for her. Mm -hmm. And now that there's space and time, obviously, they're back to not being friends, but being civil and, you know, they have a pre-existing relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Like the scene where she brings Joanna back and Pete again backs her. Like it was it happened multiple times in the episode and it was just kind of like weird but nice to see that. Yeah. When Violet is like essentially screaming at Addison, saying, Don't take the uterus out. Don't give her a hysterectomy. We've been talking about a lot about how they're really kind of forcing this Violet and Addison relationship and friendship on us. And Mm -hmm. it really showed me in this section that like they're really not close because if that was Naomi or Amelia, they wouldn't have even said that because they knew that Addison would avoid the hysterectomy if she could. Mm -hmm. Like obviously her first priority is saving Joanna's life. Mm -hmm. But she's going to avoid the hysterectomy if she could. And I think it shows that they are not, you know, as close as they want to be or are shown to be, question mark. But it also shows to me that Violet is not a surgeon and doesn't have surgical training because Mm -hmm. obviously she's going to try to not take out the uterus if she can avoid it. Yeah, which is literally what she did or tried not to do to save Violet's life. Violet's life? Yeah, when Violet got the baby cut out of her. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. I was like, but her name's Joanna. 
that yeah. Yeah, a, little, <laughs> no. a little thing. So, of course, she should know that that is the move that Addison would take, like yeah. literally from personal experience. Yeah. How about when Joanna is in the hospital bed and she's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. That was – she – both of them together and especially Joanna, the acting in this episode was incredible. Oh, yeah. Like she did such a powerful – she had such a powerful role and did it so well during this whole episode. It was hard to watch. But, I mean, like, go off, girl. I would probably feel that way too, right? Oh, definitely. But definitely. It, puts, it puts Violet in such an uncomfortable position and yeah. unethical position. And Pete found that great loophole of that Violet wasn't her therapist mm-hmm. because her license was suspended, so therefore she mm-hmm. isn't a mandated reporter. Yeah, that was a good loophole, Pete, and that he would not mm-hmm. have found five episodes ago when they were still together. Exactly. Like again, Pete coming in for the rescue. Yeah, but Sheldon, the rule follower, is like, you have to do it. I know. He's, he's not wrong, but like, he's not. It's hard. Yeah. Where did that bookmark go? I don't know. Mystery. When the husband grabbed Charlotte's arm. Mm-hmm. I was ready to fight. Fully ready. Same. She was being such a strong ass B. Like so proud of her recovery. So proud of her staying calm and be like, I will have you dragged out. Remove your hand, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was so protective of her in that moment. I know. That guy is just ugh, he was so awful. And he portrayed that so well too. Yeah. Yeah. So between yeah everyone's acting in this episode chef's kiss what did you think when uh violet took joanna to her own house full of bad events um i put in all caps this house is cursed sell it why are you doing this (laughs) this is a terrible idea (laughs) yeah it's awful it's such a bad idea i did really appreciate that violet was like i need you to take lucas and he can't be here Mm-hmm. I really yeah, appreciated and, that. And Pete saying, like, I would have done the same thing. Yes. I mean, I don't I don't know. I understand where she's coming from. Like, she shouldn't be in the hospital. She shouldn't be in a shelter. Obviously, she hasn't reported this type of behavior, and it's been consistent that police don't believe women. Yeah. Or these situations. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the option would have been, like a hotel room, but that's not like really comfortable. And I guess all things considered, he wouldn't have necessarily – it would have been a while. I mean, he probably – like he obviously put two and two together. But how did he find out where she lives? I don't know. I feel like she should have her name retracted from the phone book, but I don't know if it is. Like after all that experience and she's a doctor. But people – I mean, the internet was around back then. So then I'll Google Google and figure out your voting address. Ugh, awful. Yes. I did think that Violet did a really good job talking to Joanna, though, and saying being a victim does not mean you're powerless. Yeah. And it's understandable that you think he would change. Mm-hmm. But then she turned it on herself and said, I have great faith in people's capacity to change. Mm-hmm. And I said, funny that that only goes in one direction in her mind. It's true. And we see, we see at the end of this episode that uh, it does, in fact, go the other direction. And Violet does not believe in that capacity for, for people to change. 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. Found it. Amazing. I found the bookmark. Thank goodness. So he pushes his way in, knocks Violet unconscious, and uh, then Joanna stabs him probably a hundred times in the chest with a knife. Yeah. The murder scene was so brutal. Like the oh sound God. effects, the imagery, both their acting again was so good this episode. It must have been like so hard to play these roles. But yeah, it was a really, really intense scene in this house. Again, I say is effing cursed. Yeah. Why are we still here? Girly girl, you've got to move out of that house, baby. Which <laughs> after the police are there and everything and Pete shows up, she like has a little side comment that like I only caught because my captions were on. And she's like, I got it. Gotta sell this. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, you do. You should have like five accidents ago, girl. I know. I know. And then just like Pete looking down at the blood, I think just getting the flashbacks of like, oh, yeah, we've been here before. before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that place is very cursed. Mm hmm. But technically, though, I don't know how they got all that blood past standards and practices. No idea. That's a question for people when I have interviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like in previous seasons, the entire main cast would have shown up to Violet's house. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they didn't because it shows growth. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really surprised that at least Cooper didn't show up. I know Cooper's dealing with his own things, mm-hmm. but we haven't gotten a lot of Cooper Violet time in this season. I was just going to say, we haven't. I can't remember the last time. Yeah. Maybe during Pete's heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. When they like hugged. And he, like, scolded her, like, you can't keep running away, but that's, like, about it. Yeah. I guess shows their growth of codependency. Yeah. So I am in Scott's apartment right now. Scott, hot Scott. Hot Scott. Hot Scott. It looks exactly like your apartment. Yeah. In the courtyard that you have, I was like, what? (laughs) So I was going to say, I know it looks like Scott lives in a hotel. Mm -hmm. But a lot of apartments in L.A. look like that because of the Mm -hmm. rapid development in the 50s and 60s. It led to a lot of like hotel motel type architecture. But he really needs energy efficient windows. Those are not energy efficient windows. Yes. My apartment doesn't have a pool, but a lot Mm -hmm. of the apartments on my block have a pool in the middle. So Mm -hmm. my courtyard doesn't have a pool, but easily if we did, that's what my view would look like. Exactly. I was like, wow, this looks familiar. Like I've stayed here before. (laughs) Anything else for Violet or Joanna? I have some more mumblings. Like I have not watched the next episode, so I don't know if there's going to be a court case or anything like that. I mean, there's no – it's going to be tough, right? Because she kind of had quote-unquote warning, but like it was self-defense. Yeah, my question was going to be, do you think we'll see her again? But you just answered, so. Yeah, I think – I don't know. There's got to be some sort of court play out, but – Who knows? It's not really what this show does, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on to Erica Warner with gliosarcoma. Chaotic evil energy uh, when Mason just closes the book and doesn't save his place. I really Mm -hmm. hope he grows out of that soon. That is chaotic energy. He's he's so cute, though. And their relationships are all so cute. Mm -hmm. And, like, Erica being in denial, like, of course, it's so difficult, but Cooper, I thought, was being so kind and perceptive and, like, having, like, real talk. Did you notice when they're in Mason and Erica's house and 
the shot is on Erica behind Erica is two little like clay handprints behind her framed in a shadow box. I did not notice that. Oh, so cute. You just know it's Mason's little handprints. But the story about Erica, it's good to see Amelia Ameliaing. Yeah. Like back, you know, doing real talk, talking about the brain. So it's good to see that. Mm-hmm. And being honest with her. Exactly. I was proud. There's a lot of shots of Amelia looking down at her watch this episode. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking about him a lot in this episode, obviously. But I think when Erica asks that question of if Amelia would do the treatment in Erica's situation, that she's thinking about her own dad and her own self. And I think she tells Erica that she wouldn't do it because she's thinking of having to watch her dad suffer like Mason would have to watch Erica suffer. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. This is where I feel like it showed Cooper and Violet's relationship because Cooper was making it clear to Erica that she still has hope, even if it's subconsciously, by not signing the papers. I know, right? Like, oh, you've been around Violet too much. Yes. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's being super perceptive. Like, go off, Cooper. And yeah, it's just like so painful because, yeah, we keep seeing Cooper, especially at the end, you know kind of being like, I wouldn't have known Mason. Like, I wouldn't have met him if Erica wasn't sick. Yeah. So it's just, like, very melancholy, very real. I thought Cooper's acting was great as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, give Mason one more birthday together, and mm-hmm. then that's what makes her look into it more. And then once she has accepted her fate, she says he wants to see the Grand Canyon for his next birthday. I know. I shed mm. a tear. It was powerful. Yeah. That's all I have for Erica this episode. Yeah, same. Okay, Sheldon and Sam's search for love. <laughs> I loved the juxtaposition. Okay, so I had a note that was like, poor Sheldon, of course, he wasn't at boys' night. Like, we would, like, learn too much about him if he was there. Yeah. Where he came in and was like, I heard it was great. And Sam was like, I'm sorry you couldn't make it. And I was like, why? Why couldn't he make it? Like, what was he doing? (laughs) Reschedule so he can make it. Yeah. I like to think it was like last minute and they were texting being like, bar tonight? Bar tonight? Yeah, for sure. And I loved Cooper just like being behind the scene, like in the kitchen, like putting his little paper down and being like, "Mm, there's the internet for this. (laughs) (laughs) he's like yeah i hated my wife and then i met her online and i loved her so funny oh i remember that so cute oh yeah of them like of cooper tbt yeah i know i thought you meant you remember online dating (laughs) (laughs) i also do remember online dating but not the way that they are doing it like match.com type of like put on your whole bio but it was also very interesting to see, like, the man's conversation about dating or about, like, oh, I feel so bad you talking to 20-year-old models compared to the women's conversation with, like, Addison and Violet about it. hmm I think we learned more about Sheldon this episode, as you alluded to earlier. Sheldon mm-hmm. says, to have loved and lost or never to have loved at all. I think mm-hmm. Sheldon just told us that he's never been in love. I know. And then when they were 
<laughs> like Sam's wholesome dating profile. And then was Amelia's comment like a backhanded compliment? No, not it. Not that I think. So I. Mm. So she's saying like, yeah, Sam is super hot, as she said the entire time she's been there. Mm-hmm. But she's saying that Sheldon is perfect and romantic on the inside. Mm-hmm. It makes my heart go pitter patter. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Sheldon says the question of appearance is depressing and present company. And I said, give yourself some credit, Sheldon. But, mm-hmm. like, standing next to Sam and Jake, obviously, Tay Diggs and Benjamin Bratt, like, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, iconic. <laughs> what is that? People, man, hottest, hottest mm-hmm. man, something like that. Amelia says, it's not like Sheldon needs all of you guys to tell him what a girl wants to hear. Yeah. So that's. C- so to me. Go on. That means Sheldon knows what to say. Yeah, so it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Like, you, he doesn't need you guys. He knows what to say to women. I think it's a backhanded compliment to the rest of them. Oh, I thought it was backhanded. But a normal compliment to him. Oh, well, I think it's a backhanded, like, you guys don't know what the heck to say to women. Exactly. Because then Tay Diggs, Sam was like, well, I guess it's better to have loved and lost before. Yeah. When she, like, walks out after that comment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I know you'll relate. When they're sitting at the gym and they're so sweaty and they just get up, I'm like, guys, it was- please wipe off your machines. Please. I did think of that. I was like, are they going to wipe off their machines? <laughs> I know. He has a towel in front of him, but I think it's a sweat towel, not a cleaning towel. I'm like, guys, I know. I- this poor girl. I put that, like, that gym scene was so painful to watch. I know. It reminds me of – how crowded the gyms were when I lived in New York. And I'm like, oh my, like, it's just like, I, I can't go back to a gym since COVID has started because it just like Mm -hmm. is too many strangers bodily functions for me. Yeah. Did you notice the two big things that happened in the kitchen this episode? Tell me, they might be in my miscellaneous, but let me know. One, the green juice is back. Yes. And two, when they're talking to Cooper about doing the dating profiles, Sheldon has one of those like yogurt shot things. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, he's like shaking it up. Yeah, or like the Dannon or whatever back in the day, like yeah, that they kind of made for kids. No, I think it was the, it's the Japanese probiotic drink. It's oh. um, because it had the same little red top. I have friends yeah. who love it. Y-A-K- I was like, oh my gosh, Y A K U L T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is like a little yogurt drink. It just reminded me – yeah, it just reminded me of those when we were kids. Yeah, I said, of course. Sheldon's getting his amino acids. Mm-hmm. Always like for his brain. Should. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were those the two things you mentioned or was there more? Mm-hmm. No, that was yeah. it. Yeah, I did mention the green juice. Thank you for spotting that. I forgot to. Mm-hmm. It's back. Yes. Oh, I still you can't screen- get over – Oh, go on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You reminded me. I still yes. can't put over the six bagels and one small tub of cream cheese. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, dear listeners, I told Mimi not to let me forget, and she did remind me. So, co-host of the week goes to Mimi. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay. So, I screenshotted Sam's dating profile. So, he is on Social Elite Match. And mm-hmm. you can tell that Hulu is more of a thing now because they put a lot of effort 
into making this page legit. Mm-hmm. So he is on www.socialelitematch.com slash editprofile.htm. Oh my god. And the top says edit your profile. <laughs> the menu sections, sign in, home, <laughs> search, matches, conversations, messages, and profile. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have a beautiful photo of him, likely from the um, beginning of season two, little like – you know, the profiles that they did when they did the video of them in the lobby and they didn't include Dell, which I still think was so rude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his name is Sam Bennett. He does not say Dr. Sam Bennett. He does not say Samuel Bennett. He says Sam Bennett. Okay. Mm-hmm. Body type, fit, hair color, bald, eye color, brown, profession, physician, and then see more photos. So that is to make us think that there are more photos and we just don't see them. Mm-hmm. About me, I am a grandpa to a beautiful baby girl, a proud father of a college student, and I think the most important thing in the world is to be a good role model to them. I am a cardiothoracic surgeon who has dabbled in writing books. I love to play basketball in my free time, and I'm a sucker for a good PB&J sandwich. (laughs) Oh, my God. The true question is, would you swipe right? Well, I'm not done yet. Oh, God. Okay. What I'm looking for, after 15 strong years of marriage to my ex-wife, I'm ready for a committed relationship with a woman who readily welcomes communication. (laughs) Oh, my God. The sections he has not filled out are my biggest flaw, which he talks about with Addison, and my ideal date. We can't see his ideal date. Yeah, I'm – really proud to have gotten that i'm wondering why he says he's a cardiothoracic surgeon because although he is he just started to do that again he does like one surgery a year yeah he's a general practitioner he can just say he's a physician with a i don't know i mean he is a cardiothoracic surgeon but whatever um would i swipe right yeah also important he's using safari oh my gosh not chrome not firefox he's using safari would you swipe right yes yeah. Yeah. The grandkid slash kid thing would make me nervous, but I would still swipe right. And f- after 15 strong years of marriage. Yeah, that's concerning. That's yeah. weird. It's weird. Because obviously if she's your ex-wife, it's not 15 strong years of marriage. Is he trying to show that he can commit? Maybe, but obviously he can't. I know we got a <laughs> glimpse of – we got a glimpse of – Sheldon's dating profile and it was like I like a sensitive like woman or something like that I didn't get a screenshot of that one I wish I had mm-hmm. yeah we only see like, he wasn't of finished. course we only see yeah we only see a little bit of it all right on to miscellaneous I guess this should go in Sheldon and Sam's dating search for love Addison says that Sam is pretty much the perfect man except he needs to relax I thought that was interested Interesting. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What's your miscellaneous? Miscellaneous in all caps is yes, Jake and Addison queuing up for hitting it. Like, let's go. He brings her beer on the beach. There's a misconnection with Sam. It's happening. I just want it to happen. We can miss that connection all the way to the next train station. Yes, exactly. We've and had then, enough. Yes. And then the closing scene of Charlotte and Cooper made me cry. Oh, my God. Yeah. So those were my final notes that we didn't really talk about. It's funny to me that in this episode, I just really noticed that there 
really reminding us that we're in LA. Like mm-hmm. they have a long mm-hmm. shot of the freeway that's near Hollywood. I only know that because I live here. They We see the back of the Hollywood sign and the front of the Hollywood sign. Yes, I did make that note. We see a lot of the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. We see mm-hmm. Hollywood Boulevard. We see the stars mm-hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard. And then there's a lot of streets in Santa Monica. And, like, I just wonder why because there's so much Hollywood in this episode, like, in the street scenes. But they're 40 minutes away from there on a good day. And it would have made a lot more sense to me if there was, like, a celebrity patient or something in the mm-hmm. episode, which there's not. And then that makes me really want to have a celebrity patient. Yeah, I made a note. I was like, the back of the Hollywood sign shot is weird. Yeah. And then, of course, I knew that they got that shot when they, in the last episode when Hot Scott and Violet were having their date up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because they don't just let anyone up that close. Yeah. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, like, show the – I guess they showed the pier enough, so. Yeah. They need more. They did show the <laughs> pier in this episode, too, but – Mm-hmm. My last note is Addison is talking about these sailing terms and what it is and if you go straight into the wind. And then she said, even if we weren't going anywhere, it was still sailing. And I thought yeah. that was a beautiful end to the episode. That was really good. Big fan. Yeah. Any more stray notes? Nope. Covered them all. Woot woot. Woot woot. All right. Sam's style is Erica. It's about 24 minutes in. Erica wears this light blue heathered v-neck with layered necklaces. One is super long and the other one is almost like a choker and it has tiny jewels hanging evenly. It's really pretty, especially when we get a close-up on it. She's wearing giant silver hoop earrings. They're like giant but skinny. Mm -hmm. And she has natural makeup. She has a daytime smoky eye and a glossy pink lip. That made me think, when did matte lips become a thing? I feel like when like... I don't know, like Kylie Cosmetics. Like two years later. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Her hair is up with a twisted piece like in the back and then curled pieces down in the front. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because her hair and makeup looks so good and the hair is typical of what I call soap star hair where you see it on TV all the time in a casual daytime look, but you never see someone wear it in real life because you know it took like an hour to do just like a hair up. And then she's wearing a loose dark blazer, slouchy black bag, and faded black jeans. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Sam style. Yeah, her makeup is so pretty. She's always so pretty and her hair is so pretty. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that soap star hair reminds me of like Addison when they're sitting out on the beach and oh, yeah. she's like in this sweater, her hair looks amazing too. And it's yeah. just like in a clip. Yeah. And Amelia's hair all the time. Like she just had on mm-hmm. like a middle ponytail and the top is totally like voluminous. Mm-hmm. Fabulous hair. And then if it's down and curled, you know that took hours. I know. I wish I could do it. Who's our guest star spotlight? So I was like limited because science with Sarah chose uh, Hot Scott and there weren't just that many people that we haven't seen before and I already did Joanna. So unfortunately, I picked Michael B. Silver, (laughs) which was uh, RIP, but not really. So I don't support him in this role. Uh, but he is a real human, and his his name is yeah. Michael B. Silver. He's born and raised in Manhattan and graduated from Brown. And then he comes from a long line of filmmakers. Hmm. So, like, his grandfather was an Oscar-winning screenwriter. 
who ran Columbia Pictures in the 30s and 40s and wrote a bunch of films. I don't really know him because they're 30s and 40s films, but he was blacklisted in 1951. So that's mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the McCarthy trials, very, very interesting thing to look up, dear listeners. If you're not familiar with the McCarthy trials, highly yes. suggest. Don't suggest yeah. them, but suggest looking them up. Exactly. And his sister and her husband wrote and produced Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn mm. of the Planet of the Apes. So like a pretty good pedigree. He's the first actor to have a guest role in three different CSIs. So the regular mm. one. He was different characters each time too. Miami and New York. Science with Sarah. Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. Science with Sarah loves CSI. I love CSI Miami. So much. It's so hokey, but it's so good. I know. I watched and then, all of them. Mm-hmm. He's also was in ER, which I know you love. Sure do. And then like a bunch of stuff. Star Trek, Law and Order, Judging Amy, Criminal Minds, Supernatural. So kind of. He was in Judging Amy. Mm-hmm. That's why I mentioned that one. I wonder if, uh, I, I'm not familiar, but I wonder if his episodes were with Amy Brenneman. I know. And he was in Monk. Like that that show kind of slaps. I haven't watched it in forever, but The Monk Who Solves Crimes. My dad's really into it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So yeah. Interesting, interesting guy. Yeah. I remember him in Bones. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember him in Criminal Minds as well. Yeah. He, Veronica Mart, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I definitely remember him from Royal Pains. I was in that for, I, not in it. I was into it for a minute. Mm-hmm. I was into yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you for our guest star spotlight. You're welcome. So what I've been doing this season, because someone on Gray's Wiki has just been putting every single thing that happens in the episode in the summary. Like, you don't even have to watch. You can just read it and you know exactly what happens. So they haven't been putting, like, this person is this person on Gray's Anatomy. This person is this person. So I've been doing a little bit of my own research. Mm-hmm. So our first piece of trivia is this episode scored 6 million viewers, down a lot from our previous yeah. episodes. It is. So Stephanie Childers, who played Donna Jackson, also played Nancy Walters in Grey's Anatomy. This is season four. She's pregnant and lost her arm in a car accident, and Mark reattached her arm because she kept saying, the baby doesn't have a father, so she needs two arms. And then George delivered her baby. But I didn't – I don't think we ever got her full name, Donna Jackson. But this is the um, surrogate who is, like, super businesslike. Got it. Very interesting. Who I think would be a good choice. That sounds like a very dramatic scene situation. Time to watch Grey's Anatomy. I know. We get here every episode. I know. Well, <laughs> before your flight to Europe, you're like, what should I watch? And I really wanted to tell you to watch Grey's, but there are some that should not be watched on a plane, so – yeah there's a lot of like death arcs and plane crashes and things that would not be great for my anxious flying yeah no um but now that you're back time to do it yeah Yeah. i'm just gonna stare at you you can get through all of season one without anything that will make you afraid to fly (laughs) good to know for my next plane ride yeah and you can get through part of season two okay the train the train episode would not be good to watch on a plane no. Or yeah. on a train in Europe. True. True. Oh, my God. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Listeners, if you know, you know. I'm sure you know because you know. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear the Mimi's mumblings. Yeah. So Addison and Jake hook up, please. This is like the longest buildup, but 
must be for a reason. Violet and Pete and Hot Scott are going to be like in a weird love triangle. I think Pete's going to get jealous and want Violet back when he realizes what's going on, which is like, I don't know, typical man. (laughs) Um, Sam will keep privately longing after Addison. And please, dear God, let Sheldon have a love interest. And... Amelia is going to continue to heal and whatever happens with Cooper and Erica and Charlotte is going to be super sad. So just gearing up for that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I think, yeah. Okay. I think you covered everyone. Okay. Usually I'm like, what about this person? But I think you, Mm -hmm. I think you got everyone. Yeah. You know what? Just because she was mentioned in this episode, let's do our deep dives, our trivia deep dive on Maya and Dink just because we mentioned Maya. Okay. So we haven't seen Maya since the end of season three. Miss her. So I just thought we should do a little trivia deep dive on Maya and Dink. Okay, so Maya was played by Siobhan Kirksley in the backdoor pilot of Private Practice, but was later replaced by Jeffrey Maya. She plays violin. Her first tooth got lost in the yard, and her family spent four hours looking for it. That's cute. She loves rainbow sprinkles. Same girl. She used to do gymnastics. All right. Let's see if there is any trivia on Olivia. Trivia, Olivia. Okay, there is trivia on Olivia, but it hasn't happened yet, so we gonna wait for that. No spoilers. Nope. Okay, let's do our trivia for Fillmore Dink Davis. Only two pieces. He's in a band. Of course. And he made a mixtape for Maya to give birth to. (laughs) All right, so yeah, that's our trivia for Dink and Maya. Okay, ratings and MVPs. What do you want to do first, rating or MVP? Ratings. Okay. You go first. I like yours. Well, I kind of felt like each scene should have like a law and order, like dun dun, like leading up to that murder scene. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. At the end, I was just like, this is some dramatic shit that's like on law and order. And I feel like there should have been like a dun dun. So uh, the way that was just like filmed and everything. I felt like this was watching a family stuff get washed into the sea by the waves. Yeah. I feel like it was like really a heavy episode. A lot happened between like Erica and Joanne like stabbing someone and Addison kind of taking a break. So it's kind of like watching everyone's kind of like hopes and dreams and everything get washed away. Washed to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is similar. Mm. The countdown to an important thing on vacation or the vacation itself. There's like so much anticipation slash also anxiety and the whole episode just like waiting for the axe to fall, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like from the second we saw Joanna, we were like something bad is going to happen here to our friends. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the second we see Erica, it's like, okay, what's next? I agree with that. I was going to put when you're on a roller coaster on the beach and you're like going up, 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 up. But I think I used that this season already. You did. I feel like it was like with me. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe or all the episodes feel like they're with me. In e- in your ears, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, MVP. Who's your MVP? I can't keep giving it to Charlotte <laughs> because I feel like it just keeps going to Charlotte. So I'm giving it to Coops. He really tried to be a kind person. 
I feel like he was pushy, but not in an annoying way. He like knew when to back down. He voiced his opinions and was a real grown up. He was not a man child in this episode. So, and then also for Pete not being an asshole for once. And backing up Violet. I keep having to look at my previous structure docs to see who I gave it to last week. You gave it to, well, I don't know with Sarah, science with Sarah. I don't know who it went to with her, but before it was Violet. I know. I know. Almost fell out of my chair while I was probably gardening, but. (laughs) I was thinking, I was thinking of you being like, Mimi is going to lose her brain knowing that I was nice to Violet but like I think it's fair that when she's good I call yeah. it out just like when I call it out when she's bad which is yeah I, ca- I called her out for being good this episode and yeah yeah stupid yeah. but good mm-hmm. yeah it's shocking her growth yeah. in season what are we five season five yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I gave it to Amelia last episode no I didn't oh. give it to Amelia last episode because I gave it to her the episode before got it <laughs> my MVP is Charlotte For supporting Cooper and Erica and Mason without thinking selfishly about how having Mason full-time will affect her or perhaps just not verbalizing it because it's not Mm -hmm. the time. And being such a boss in the hospital, protecting Joanna from her husband while advocating for her staff and keeping her hospital safe. I don't love that Amelia and Charlotte have been side characters for a few episodes, but I do love having their lives not in shambles. Agreed. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. I thought about giving it to Amelia for being honest with Erica like she asked, but... But then she, then she maybe insulted uh, Sheldon, so... I still think it was... It was a compliment, insult. but Sheldon was... He's just so sad. Dear listeners, slide into my DMs and tell me what you think. If it was a backhanded compliment or a normal compliment. Mm-hmm. Ready for credits? Yes. I said it normally in the last episode and Sarah was like, you didn't say it right. Credits. I was like, you ready for credits? She was like, you didn't. You didn't say it right. <laughs> I need to go listen to the episode now. Yeah. I We are recording the day after it came out. So mm-hmm. it is acceptable that you haven't listened yet. I just assumed that you did. Thank you. I'm still so behind from Europe on my podcast because I probably listen to like 15 regularly that come out like once or twice a week. So I'll like throw one on that recently came in and then I'm going back and I'm finally now at like almost everything that came out this week except a couple episodes that aren't time sensitive that I'm just like letting go that I'll listen to like all at once because they're shorter. No, I'm so behind. I have mm-hmm. – I talked about with Sheree, Stuff You Missed in History, and that comes out four times a week. So, like, that alone is a beast to keep up with. And then Race Chaser, which is a drag race podcast with Alaska and Willem that comes out at least twice a week. So that also is to keep up with. I'm really behind on that one. It's overwhelming. But it's – there's so much. And, mm-hmm. like, I struggle to do this twice a month. I don't know how people do that. people do it. I don't know. I guess it's their full-time thing. I guess so. Not mine. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow. <laughs> She's bouncing her head. My bun. I have such a high bun. That's just like. Bounce, bounce, <laughs> bounce. Oh my God. I love it. Please. I'm keeping it in. Oh my God. 
Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on Instagram. And Twitter no longer exists, so you can't find me. Yeah, just get in touch with me and I'll get you in touch with the memes. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhab podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 5, Episode 13. They're available to stream on Hulu and Amazon and can be purchased on iTunes, DVD, and more, or from your local library. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at BHABpodcast or email us at BHABpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. Do, 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 do. <laughs> dun, dun. What? I, lo- I know, right? Dun, dun. The dedicated detect the dedicated doctors <laughs> at Oceanside Wellness. <laughs> Stories are like- especially heinous. Yeah, honestly. I liked your library shout out. Oh, thank you. I've been meaning to say that for a while. Yeah, it's good. Support libraries. <laughs>